where are we? This... this isn't the podcasting booth. That's putting it lightly. There's nothing in here. It's completely bare, except for these two microphones. The door's locked. And the walls, floor, and ceiling are all made of stone. This is some mad woman in the attic nonsense. Look! A window! I'm tall enough. I'll peep out. Ah, Smurfs. What? What do you see? It's what I don't see. There's no ground. Not for miles. Oh, God! We're trapped up here! (sighs) It's okay, really. We're going to figure a way out of this. A way out? Of a stone tower in the sky? What might that be, Vivian? Hey, I got us out of having to cage fight. By punching a boxing announcer, which got us locked in this tower. Potato, frittato. Frittato? It's potato, potato. Banana, white mayo. That doesn't make any sense. Strawberries with onions. Do you realize we're trapped in the goddamn tower? Welcome to the Remedial Podcasting Bay. It is in this windswept chamber at the top of this tower, high up in the troposphere, that the algorithm has dictated our most aggressive, dangerous podcast hosts be placed, until the toxic fumes billowing up from the industrialized wasteland below diminish both their spirits and their lung capacity. Not my lungs. I'm still using my alveoli. You are sentenced to record your next taxi episode, season one, episode three, Blind Date, in the confines of this room. And let me warn you, Blind Date is quite traumatizing to watch. More traumatizing than being pumped full of an unknown stimulant that causes you to accidentally sucker punch a random man who's encouraging you to cage fight your best friend? Blind Date features a non-wayfish woman screaming at Judd Hirsch about how she is too ugly to be seen with him. But Judd Hirsch looks like someone forgot to water their uncle. And Andy Kaufman, as foreign man, assaults Mary Lou Henner. And Danny DeVito describes disrobing a woman without her consent. And all the men in the garage can't decide what to do with $2,000. God, that sounds unwatchable. It is. And you will be forced to watch it in this room, from all angles, for 24 hours straight. What do you mean, from all angles? Look closer, lowly podcaster. Those aren't stones in the walls. They're TVs. It's like looking into the gaping maw of oblivion. Every single TV is showing me the dehydrated face of Judd Hurd. Yes, they are. And now listen to the majesty of Blind Date. I'm too fat to date you. I weigh a whopping 180 pounds. I'm so bad and should not be seen with men. Put that money down, Latka. Foreign men don't know how to use money to buy food or pay rent. I am Andy Kaufman. Make it stop. Please make it stop. This episode will stop in 24 hours when you two have absorbed enough information to begin making the recap that will atone for your sins. The only sin we committed was loving too much. Silence. You insist time after time on trying my patience. Need I remind you that your options are running out? Ha ha ha. Boys will be boys. I don't think we're going to make it through the day. 
I'm already starting to see Jeff Conaway whenever I close my eyes. Let the episode wash over you. Let blind date become all you think, breathe, and eat. It better be what you eat, because you won't be getting any food. Prepare your quips and your hot takes. If your recap is satisfactory, you may very well earn your return to the chapel of microphones. If you fail, you will face the terrible blessing of disbursement. Disbursement sounds chill. It is. Your bodily resources will be reclaimed, and your consciousnesses will be absorbed into the algorithm. Wait, are you saying we'll be recycled? Composting will be the more appropriate term. In all my years of composting, I never thought I'd be the one getting composted. I told you saving those apple cores was going to backfire. This has nothing to do with apple cores. This has to do with your decision to either cooperate or meet with consequences. I am bravely willing to be seen in public with you in your stomach, but quit being so surly. Why don't you give me a smile? So it's either watch this for 24 hours or be composted? Yes. So either we have to consume images of Judd Hirsch condescending to a fat woman, or have our very beings come unraveled before our eyes? Exactly. So either we watch, on these very TVs, the taxi men humiliate and harass women for 24 whole hours, or we are atomized to death, destroying any chance of a conscious afterlife? Precisely. Tell me a little more about the composting? Rebecca! I just want to make an informed decision here. 24 hours of hell is definitely better than an eternity of oblivion. (laughs) Probably better. I will leave you both to your 24 hours of marbled entertainment. Remember, you made your taxi and now you have to lie in it. How do you make a taxi? Like a bed, Viv. She means like a bed. Silence! Both of you! Get them in the can and grab their cans! I bid you adieu, ladies. Finally, she's gone. We've got to figure out a way out of here. A way out of a room, wallpapered with TVs, in a tower, with one barely reachable window and a 50-foot ceiling? We can handle this. I did an escape room once. I did an escape... But I learned a lot. I was there with you in that escape room, remember? We got hung up on the combination to the magic safe. No, that wasn't me. Ugh, it was definitely you. The passcode was Unihorn. That's disgusting. You should file a complaint with the escape room company. I did, Vivian. God, let's stop arguing about this. Yes, let's. Now how are we going to get out? I have absolutely no idea. Well, if I were designing a room... I would include a way for people to get in and out of the room. Like an entrance? Precisely. Oh, so like a door? Yes. Like a human-sized gap in the wall that people walk through at their leisure? Now you're getting the picture. There isn't one! Whoa! Temper, temper. We need to think creatively here. Well, how did they get us in here in the first place? I remember being unconscious and waking up here. Wait a minute. Remember how those microphones came off the wall in the chapel of microphones? Yeah? What if there's something similar going on here with the TVs? Whoa, I never thought of that. Let's try them. None of these are moving. Try pressing the buttons on them. None of my buttons are changing the channel. None of mine either. There's only one TV in reach I haven't tried. 
Chills. Dangerously cheesy. Huh. I guess this TV plays commercials? Your situation makes me dangerously queasy. Is... Is Chester the Cheetah actually speaking to you right now? I don't know. Flaming Hot Cheetos. Crunchy, spicy, and Viv and Rebecca are really doomed. Usually the order is Rebecca and Viv. Oh yeah, that's real important. Chester the Cheetah is talking to us. But let's make sure we get our names in the right order. Thank you. I'm a sentient brand, ladies. I'm what you call woke. And socially conscious without doing anything uncool, like conserving nature or supporting Antifa. I make your lunchtime six times as fun with my crunchy, small cheese sticks. Some of them are even spicy. You remember me from childhood, don't you? I do remember you from childhood. Why are you talking to us? Well, eventually a brand gets tired of saying the same old stuff time after time and wants to really reach out to members of its consumer base. I could tell from the moment I first laid eyes on you that you'd both eaten Cheetos and that the good people at PepsiCo would be honored to know you. I don't know if we can trust PepsiCo. They funded those Colombian death squads back in the 90s. Viv, that was Coca-Cola. PepsiCo just used child labor and exploited natural resources, single-handedly accelerating climate change. Oh, so nothing out of the ordinary? What are you fine ladies talking about? Ugh, Chester, are you hitting on us? Can a guy be honest about his feelings when he encounters two super fine females? Okay, Chester the Cheetah is hitting on us. Don't you still have those brass knuckles you always kept in your purse? If you lovely ladies really wanted to, we could beat it out of here and I could take you both on a date. Like, out of this room? And far, far away from Season 1, Episode 3 of Taxi? That's right. So a snack food mascot is sexually harassing us and asking us to beat it out of here? This feels like a setup. It feels like a way out. Are you serious? Look where we are! What choice do we have but to trust Chester the Cheetah? I can't believe I'm saying this, but sure, Chester, we'll go on a date with you. Wonderful, toots. And please, Chester was my father's name. Call me Mr. the Cheetah. Nope. Okay, then. Once you two are ready to go, step on into the television. I'm sorry. Step into the television? That's right. Just step in. Historically, when I walk into televisions, I just get kicked out of Best Buy. Smart and pretty. A real two-for-one. I didn't even think pretty girls could be so smart. Normally, flesh-and-blood women like yourselves couldn't enter television without arousing suspicion. So I'll just tell the boys up top that you're the Bugles girls. The Bugles girls? What are Bugles? A type of Cheeto? No, a Cheeto is a type of Bugle. Are the Bugles girls... Actual snack mascots? I don't think Bugles have a mascot. How do you suddenly know so much about Bugles? Ladies, ladies, please. I hate to see two charming females like yourselves fighting. Unless it's a pill fight. Oh my god, is he for real? Okay, okay, let's get this over with. How do we step into the TV, Chester? With your legs, babe. Side of a TV. Do my arms look different? Do I have TV arms? Your arms look as good as ever, sweetheart. 
I only have four fingers. Of course you do. You're an animated mascot. I can't type with only four fingers. Well, luckily, you're my type with only four fingers. Don't have this conversation. All right, ladies. We're going to make our way to the Viscount, the best restaurant in TV land. That's where all the movers and shakers eat dinner. Just last week, I had calamari with Michelin Man and Brute, the newest Keebler elf. And will we be able to get out of here after that? Out of where? TV land? Um, yes? Sure, but why would you ever want to leave, baby? Look around. Everything's photons and technicolor. Commercials are running 24-7, and you can eat as much Lucky Charms as you want. You're in heaven, aren't you? Oh, um, yes. Yes, heaven. What about you, Green Eyes? Sure, yes, definitely. Love being inside a TV. No desire to leave whatsoever. Then let's get in this pedal car that once belonged to my close friend, Fred Flintstone. Why are we in Fred Flintstone's car with Chester the Cheetah? Don't question it. Just let it happen. I'm worried this guy's going to put the moves on us. In, like, a threatening way. He's a creep, sure. But I don't think he'll do anything that a corporate focus group wouldn't approve of. Wow. How reassuring. Here we are, ladies. May I help you out of the pedal car? We can get out on our own, thanks. Oh, come on. It won't open. I think the child safety locks are on, Rebecca. How is that even possible? This car was created before the advent of Christ. Christ didn't invent the child safety lock. Touché. Let me just go ahead and open that door for you, you lucky beauties. And they say Cheetah Chivalry is dead. This is the worst day of my life. Worse than when we were trapped in a tower with hundreds of TVs blaring the third episode of Taxi? That was also today! Don't be too sad, Green Eyes. You're going to love the Viscount. I know a gal there, Martina. She owns the place. I slip her $100 and she makes sure we get all treated real nice. Oh, great. So now we're bribing Martina. Rebecca! Do you want to escape our hellish taxi recapping fate or not? Yes, yes, I do. But I don't want to have to be Sammy Davis Jr. to Chester the Cheetah's Frank Sinatra. Unfortunately, I think he wants you to be his Ava Gardner. Ugh, gross. I'm Mia Farrow. Vivian, don't play along. My son Ronan does some incredible journalism. Chester, baby, how are you? Martina, it's been too long. Are you going to sing for us tonight? I need to hear your beautiful voice. Oh, Martina, you know I don't do that stuff anymore. We'll convince you, baby. I swear we will. And who are these two beautiful girls? We are, um... We're the Bugles girls. Yep. Straight from the factory. Nice and fresh. All right, then. We'll treat you ladies very good tonight. Any friend of Chester's is a friend of mine. The usual spot, Martina? Yes, baby. Right this way. Chester, hey, hey, you got the 50 bucks you owe me? (laughs) Well, if it isn't Captain Crunch, how are you, my man? Still sailing on that big yacht of yours? Or has the milk dissolved everything? Yeah, sure, you're just jealous because you're lactose intolerant. Who are the broads? Two fine ladies I happened to meet just this morning. We're the Bugles girls. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. The Bugles girls. Seems like there are new Bugles girls every week. You kids have fun now. What did he mean, 
every week. Oh, the captain just likes to say things. You know how he is. Hey, Brute, good to see you. Are the rest of the Keebler elves done hazing you already, buddy? Yeah, Ernie made them go easy on me on account of my condition. I've got the dropsy, as you well know. Yeah, I heard from Ernie. Too bad, my man. If only you didn't live in a tree. I wish I lived someplace more comfortable. Let's end this conversation, Brute. I came here to see and be seen with all the top brands. No, um, Chester, I don't want to continue this conversation against your wishes, but it sure would soothe my soul if you could regale us with one of those old Sinatra tunes. I don't sing those tunes for just anyone. Get a clue, Brute. I'm sorry, Chester. I mean, Mr. the Cheetah? That's more like it. Ladies, shall we go sit in my booth? Sure thing, Chester. Why are you humoring him? Oh, I always humor men until I get what I want from them. And I guess Chester the Cheetah is technically a man. Great, baby. Grab my arm. Chester loves walking around flanked by beautiful women. Oh, yes. It is so nice to be flanked in that way. Um, yes it is, Green Eyes. Anyway, shall we proceed to our table? I'll have a cherry Kool-Aid and rum. Neat. Is that the Kool-Aid man over there, sitting with those two Butterfingers dressed like Bart Simpson? Yeah, I think it is. Looks like him to me. Should I go over there? Introduce myself? How do I look? You look like a lecherous cheetah. Not sure what that word means, Green Eyes, but I'll assume it means very 90s. That's the look old Chester's going for. Are you going to go talk to him? Yes. You two just sit here and look pretty. I'm going to strangle that cheetah man the second he shows us the way out of here. How do we know he's actually going to do that, though? It seems like he has us trapped. Oh, God, they're looking at us. They're waving. Let's wave back, I guess. Hi, Mr. Kool-Aid. Hi. Hi. I don't think I can keep up this ruse for much longer. He really is milking this situation for all it's worth. He was helping us escape, and next thing you know, we're stuck on a date with Frank Sinatra's incel persona. Pardonnez-moi, mademoiselles, but I couldn't help but eavesdrop upon your clandestine dialogue. I'm Mr. Peanut, if you must know, one of the brand mascots who frequent Martina's fine establishment. Wow, Mr. Peanut. It's an honor and a privilege, sir. I really love the salted peanuts upon which you built your majestic empire, Mr. Peanut. Well, thank you. Both of you. A shrewd businessman like myself is seeking money, I mean the truth, at every turn. And it is for that very reason that I am intervening in your evening. I happen to know that Chester has absolutely no intention of showing you two ladies a way out of this technicolor Byzantium at any point whatsoever. Are you kidding me? I knew it. As a real man about town, I happen to know that anyone wishing to exit our candied corporate wonderland is going to have to leave through the same TV screen by which they entered. Because I am a good peanut man, and because I sense your undying brand loyalty, I am willing to help you two out of this situation. Can you promise me, though, that you'll recommend Planters Peanuts to all your friends? 
Without question. Consider your brand promoted. Magnificent. Ladies, our task is simple. Get Chester to croon, and then the three of us will sneak away. Now keep in mind that Chester is a desperate social climber with a need to please the ruling class. Hence his quatching with Mr. Big Shot Powdered Punch over there. So if we can just get some bigwigs such as myself to pressure him into singing, we'll be set. Perfect. He's coming back now. Everybody be cool. I'm going to depart, but I will return with some backup that will make Chester as insecure as possible. Sit tight, mademoiselles. That stuck-up pitcher refused to even whisper, Oh yeah, he denied me, me, Chester the Cheetah. I'm sure he loved you, Chester. Yeah, you and him and the Butterfingers seem to be getting really cozy over there. Don't get me started on those Butterfinger boys. You know they're not actually Bart Simpson. No! Really? Tell us more, Chester. You girls should know that I've been saying for years that this is Chester's town, that it's only a matter of time until things start going my way. All these stuck-up fools who were born into their brands have no idea what it's like to build yourself from the ground up. They have no idea what it's like to be flaming hot. Just once, i like for one of these fair-weather brands to get it through their dense heads that Cheetos are the best snack in the kingdom. Uh, Chester? Mr. Peanut is coming this way, and he's bringing Tony the Tiger. Oh my god, where? Play it cool. Turn around real slow, like you don't even care. Right, right. Why, greetings and solicitations to you, my feline friend. Mr. Peanut, what a pleasure to finally meet you. I've been eating Planters Peanuts for years. Wouldn't dream of eating any other brand. I'd love to pitch you on flaming Hot Peanuts. Yes, yes, maybe some other time. I'm sure you've met my colleague and associate, Tony the Tiger. Hello. Chester. Tony. I'm sorry. Do you two already know each other? We, uh, we travel in the same circles. Well, Chester's been very vocal about how this town's only big enough for one cat. All in good fun, Tony. Yes, all in good fun. Does Mr. Peanut know about this bad blood? I don't think so. I have no idea. This is going to kill the plan. Well, friends, what a fine night it is. I was just speaking to Martina, and she mentioned that we could use a little music in the Viscount. Nothing like a pleasant tune on a balmy summer night. With all due respect, sir, there are no seasons here. Are you contradicting, Mr. Peanut? I'm pointing out a fact, Tony. Now, boys, no need to fight. You're both right. How can we both be right? Because Mr. Peanut said so. Are you challenging me? Are you challenging Mr. Peanut? What are you going to do about it? Boys, boys, boys. Come now. All I wanted was to hear a little music. I'll play you a song, Richard. How dare you call Mr. Peanut by his first name. Mr. Peanut, we all know Tony's the inferior piano player and a truly subpar lyricist. Am I? Yes. Am I really? Yes. Then prove it. Get up on that stage and play the piano. I think I will. Atta boy, I knew he was going to make something magical happen tonight. I'm the big Cheeto man. 
I'm the big Cheeto man. I'm the big Cheeto man. I'm the big Cheeto man. Bada bing, bada boom. Old cheesy Chester Blue Eyes is back. Ladies, come with me. We'll make our exit now. Good luck. I'm the big Cheeto man. I'm the big Cheeto man. I'm the big Cheeto man. I'm the big Cheeto. If you cast your gaze upon the horizon, you shall alight upon your destination, the portal of the colloquial boob tube. Run to it. You haven't much time before Chester realizes what happened. I haven't run the mile since my junior year of high school. Senior year, I told them I had a trick knee from a catapulting accident. I'm in excellent shape. I can break a pencil. Um, I see. Well, you two will only have to complete this challenge once. And it might be the very thing that saves your lives. Now go! My lungs feel like Chernobyl. I... Agree. Cher is noble. Are we almost there? Yes. Listen. It's Danny DeVito. You know how you can tell a girl wants to go on a second date with you? She doesn't press charges. Wow, it looks like Danny DeVito and Chester the Cheetah visit the same message boards. Praise me for tolerating fat women! Did you know that most Americans gain an average of 8 pounds between Thanksgiving and Christmas? God, this truly is the worst punishment imaginable. And we're going to have to be trapped in that room of TVs again. Maybe we should go back to the Viscount. Viv, be strong. So you ladies thought you could get away from Chester, did you? Cursed Cheeto Cat. I don't like to be walked out on, especially when I'm making beautiful music. Maybe you shouldn't be such a creep then. Chester, we're leaving. Go back to peddling your vile cornmeal stalactites to unsuspecting 10-year-olds who have been misdiagnosed with ADHD and stoners who've been watching that same He-Man slash Fordon Blondes mashup video on loop since 2010. You two think you're all that just because you're women and the world caters to you and you can use up men and or anthropomorphic cats in sunglasses for all they're worth and then just toss them aside. Oh yeah, totally. It's been such a pleasure having the world cater to me from birth. I sure do love all the privilege and power that's been afforded to me. You can manipulate me all you want, but you'll never defeat me. What if I told you PepsiCo stock is down by 10 points? That can't be right. They were trading at $150 a share just last week. I guess you missed the shareholder meeting. After 2016, puffed snacks just haven't been getting much play. But, but China is still buying savory American cream-flavored Cheetos, right? Sales are way down in China. Apparently the mascot isn't performing well enough with 18 to 29-year-olds. Oh god, where's my hand? Is my arm disappearing? According to our ad consultant, the current mascot is a bit last century. 
The younger generation wants someone whose face they can use as a Snapchat filter, who they can buy body pillows of on Etsy. A jungle animal with attitude simply isn't synergistic enough. <coughs> I've always brought the synergy. Sure, Chester, but the numbers don't lie. You just don't have what it takes to be the face of this delicious puffed snack. Maybe three quarters ago, but it's Q4. We're trying to look to the future of snack marketing, if you understand what I mean. My other arm! My legs! This is a consumer-facing strategy. We're working closely with a leading agency in New York to supplant our historical reliance on non-digital interfaces. Our team has sketched up some designs for a new Cheetos representative. We've landed on Tochi. They're a blue femboy with cat ears who loves playing by the rules. Until they give in to the temptation of Cheetos and stay up all night giggling and dancing to Vocaloid music. You're... you're giving in to the snowflakes. Let good old Chester spread the word about this cheesy... The light. I'm vanishing. Ladies, I'm a disembodied head. That's completely normal when creative shifts its branding. Of course, Tochi's already been approved by the CFO, the COO, and even the CEO himself, and will begin to appear in commercials as early as tomorrow. PepsiCo will rule the day they fired an oppressed man-cat. Did we just business talk Chester out of existence? That would seem to be the case. Now if only we could talk capitalism out of existence. One tweet at a time, Viv. One tweet at a time. Now let's step through this TV glass and into another kind of horrible fate. Sexual assault. It's a living. The joke of my character is foreigner. Tower sweet tower. At least we're just hearing about male sliminess and not experiencing it. My, my, the prodigal prisoners return. Ah, bread. Madam Authority, we were just looking for a way to escape the brutal hellhole you've trapped us in. Seems reasonable to me. Oh. So avoiding punishment is reasonable. Yes. When you're in a prison, you should do whatever you can to escape from it, right? Because your sentence won't be extended? I feel like these are trick questions. No, I honestly want your opinion. It's not like we actually escaped. We just took a brief break to deal with known sex pest Chester the Cheetah. I don't care if you actually escaped. It was the principle of the thing, inmate. Yes, we're sorry. Oh, I'm so glad you're sorry. That really changes everything. I guess we can all go on with our lives now. Oh, great! Sounds good to me. You imbeciles! You're being dispersed. I am releasing a vapor into the tower that will induce unconsciousness, so we may transport you to the disbursement center. Is there any way you cannot do this? Like, spare our lives somehow? We'll make 300 podcast episodes dedicated entirely to episode 3 of Taxi. I can record about Danny Devitos. Devitos. <laughs> I didn't even get to talk about Laka's jumpsuit. Very good. That's it, I'm taking you to a restaurant.
You have been listening to Night Sweats. Written and produced by Rebecca Frumpkin and Vivian Jacobs. We'd like to thank the following people for their voice acting talents. Audrey Holmes, James Nash, Pinkney Benedict, Ellery Capshaw, Jay Livingston, and Laura Thiessen. We'd also like to thank the Southern Illinois University at Carbondale English Department and MFA program in creative writing. A special thanks to Dylan Davis and Kaylin Kent for all their help making this possible.